0: Welcome to Pitchside Perspective Podcast with your hosts, Stuart Sharples and Jack Colazar. Hello everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Pitchside Perspective Podcast. Today is going to be a fiery episode as myself and Jack battle it out in a North versus South showdown of the best Premier League players of all time. So my Northern counterpart. Jack, how are you? Uh,
1: I'm good. I think I'm well prepared for this this battle. Definitely not going to get beat by a Summon Softie. So I've done my homework and got my, a strong 11 together to play against you.
0: I see that Northern banter has already started. So uh, what beer are you going for this week?
1: Uh, I've got a Formosa Lager beer, which is like a, it tastes like a cheap lager, which is one of my favourite types of beer. So it works out well. Um, what about you? Well, seeing you've gone for a proper northern beer, I've
0: actually gone for a southern beer. I've gone for a London Pride, a beer from back home, trying to keep it in its roots. So I think uh, we've started this episode off 1 0 to me already.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> actually a fair shout. I should have got a bottle of Nuki Brown or something like that, actually.
0: I? I would have thought you would have had, yeah, Nuki Brown or something along those lines. But yeah, you've already you've yeah. failed.
1: But I am sat outside in the rain without a shirt on. So 1 1.
0: Oi, oi, tune on me, tune, tune, tune. Um, yeah today's a, a special episode as we uh we bring on another guest to the episode uh, and with that I am pleased to announce uh Brian Brian how are you mate
2: I'm good guys thanks for having me appreciate it
0: No, oh, yeah we're uh, glad you can come on and kind of be the the mediator between the North and South we thought as an American and as a, a Spanish fan that you can kind of be the the liberal person now between me and Jack
2: Yeah, I got that uh, calm center line. So I'll try to I'll try to keep it chill.
0: Nice. So, uh, yeah, every guest that we have on the the podcast, I say every guest, this is our second time. um, But Jack has five questions for you. So
1: I hope you're ready. I am. Yeah, we named these the five quick or not so quick fire questions because you can answer them quick or slow. It's up to you. Uh, So name Brian Duffy. Uh, Favorite team
2: FC Barcelona.
1: Favorite ever sporting memory?
2: Uh, so as a Yank, I got a lot of them, right? But uh, if I had to go with a footballing memory, uh, I think it's the six-one when Barca came back against PSG in the Champions League, just in terms of you know watching the game from beginning to end, not sure on the result, and then just kind of the euphoria of the of the final goal. So that's the one for me. Nice. Uh,
1: favorite ever kit.
2: I'm going to go uh, I love kits, a million jerseys, Um, but sweet spot for me is Brazil. I just like the color combos. I like the yellow, but also the blue. And I think in 2010, both the yellow and the blue were mint. So I'm just going to go 2010 Brazil. Nice. Um,
1: Best player seen live?
2: Uh, fortunate to have seen Messi a few times, uh, so he he's the one. Goal at the camp now, uh, after subbing in to win the title one time, and then also saw
1: um, him in the Meadowlands another time. So that's two out of two for Messi uh, so far when it comes to guests. Yeah. Great choice on the kit as well, to be fair. Some Brazil has some real good kits. I like the one back when it was the uh, Nike, like, Total Nike campaign. They had the circle around the number in the centre of this. Back when Ronaldinho and those guys were playing. Listen. Do, you remember,
0: do you remember those adverts that they used to have when they used to, like, dribble through, like, the uh, the airport terminal and stuff like that? That was unreal.
1: Yeah, the two best Nike ones. One was the Brazil v Portugal, when they're having a kick around in the tunnel and it gets out of hand. And then the Scorpion one. In, in the key. cage. Yeah. Goal! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ever see the one
2: Adidas one Portugal. that has... Uh with Zidane on the scooter, and they're all scooting around, and then all the guys get together in, like, a little barrio. It's amazing. They don't yeah, do they,
1: this anymore. There used to be some great commercials with, like, the well, the current players getting involved and competing, and yeah. Mm-hmm. There used to be the uh, the Pepsi ones, too, with Beckham and those guys. Pepsi yeah, they used to be good. Well, I
0: remember the, the blue kit that they used to wear in those Pepsi commercials. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. But, answers,
1: to be fair, good favourite kit and the best place seen live. Two out of two for Messi. Um, we'll see. We'll see how long that run can keep going.
0: Yeah, we might have to find a guest who just watches like Sunday League thirty, just so uh, Messi's the answer. But uh, yeah, some great answers there, Jack. I uh, I understand last week you were whinging that it's always me asking you the question. So uh, I believe you have a question for me and the listeners this week.
1: Well, what happened was that I got all the answers right, so I figured that I would bring the question this week. And to be fair, this question is rock solid. It's so difficult. that I'm going to say there's a list of 13 players to get. And if you get over 50%, so if you get seven, I'm going to say that's a win and a yes. Okay,
0: I'm ready for it's it. It's so
1: difficult. I'm not even sure if I've got all the answers down. I might have missed one. So you can, people listening can definitely tell me if I've screwed up here. It's so difficult that if any listener gets all 13 answers without cheating, they're going to get side Perspective podcast hoodie. Oh. Courtesy of Stu Sharples. So here's the question before we get stuck into the North East South. There are 13 English players to win an, a, a league title in Europe that's overseas. So outside of Britain. So Thirteen English players who have won the league outside of Britain and Europe, mainland Europe,
0: and they haven't won the Premier League, right?
1: They may have won the Premier League.
0: Oh, okay. So players that have won a, a thirteen English players have won a title in Europe. Who are the thirteen players?
1: Yeah, mainland Europe.
0: All right.
1: Can I will we- think.
0: So, yeah, you you and Brian just talk about the episode. Come back to me in 20 minutes. I'll have the answers ready.
2: As okay, you cool. Are <laughs> to supposed going to be like multitasking trying to think of that answer. You That's can note them down point. as you think.
0: Um, well, I've got one or two ready in my head, so I'm going to think about writing them down, and we'll, we'll come back at the end of the episode with the answers, I believe.
1: Yeah, there's some more recent and some uh, a little bit older on, and one of those players I'm actually going to speak about a little bit because this guy is um, probably not known as a great but unbelievable story around him, one of them. Um, But, yeah, so North versus South, we decided some rules. Our rules were the players are selected for the teams that they're most well-known for. So it has nothing to do with where they're born. Um, Many of them have played for multiple teams, but it's for the team that they're most well-known for playing with.
0: Like, for example, let's say Rio Ferdinand, born a Londoner, West Ham, but Man United is his team, so he would be Northern, correct?
1: Yeah, so he moved up to we moved up north, toughened up, playing for Leeds, and Manchester. So he would be counted as a northerner. There is obviously a bit of a middle section, the Midlands in the middle of the country that no one really cares about. And no, we, I doubt that either of us have picked a team, a, a player from any of those Midlands teams anyway. But I'll let you have anything south of Sheffield. So I've got the Manchester clubs, Newcastle, Liverpool, Sunderland, Everton, um, Sheffield Wednesday, Leeds United. Bolton Wanderers, so on and so on. Buttersfield Town.
0: Yeah, no, this is going to definitely be interesting. I think for me also being a Man United fan, and there's probably going to be people listening to this going, well, you're from London, why are you a Man United fan? Bad
2: well,
0: Toss off. Um, yeah, me being a Man United fan, it's going to be very hard for me to argue against some of the Man United players in there, but I'm going to stay strong, stick to my London roots, um, and go for it. So, yeah, so obviously I'm from London, Jack's from... Uh, up north. Um, so yeah, I think we go through goalkeeper and we'll go through the back line and go through and then Brian, you will have the ultimate say of who makes this team. And
1: Jack, are we saying four four two? Um we're certainly gonna go back four, I think, and then we'll we'll decide if we're gonna go four four two or four three three. I think those two are the fair options to go with, right?
0: Sound. All right. Well, seeing as uh Norman has normally come second, why don't you uh you go first and give me your goalkeeper?
1: Uh, pretty obvious choice, Peter Michael.
0: Yeah, agreed. Let's get him in. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, so yeah, good choice.
1: I've gone for a better goalkeeper, uh, Petr Cech. Uh, so my first thought is, if you were gonna say, if if the question was who are the who's the best goalkeeper in the Premier League of all time, would these two be the two finalists? Do you think?
0: I think they'd be up there, certainly, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's a fair...
2: Did you clarify which one you're talking about, Jack? Well, so I'm saying,
1: if if you had to pick the best goalkeeper of all time, just a general discussion, I think these are the two players, Michael and Petr Cech. I think they are the two that um, would get... Oh, you mean, yeah, definitely not... <laughs> no, <Nah>, which <Schmeichel>? <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that counts as even better, that not only was he the best goalkeeper of all time in the Premier League, but then he also had a son who became a decent goalkeeper and a Premier League winning goalkeeper as well. Uh, Did not manage to do that.
0: The only thing I'm going to back up my argument with is Petr Cech has got the most clean sheets in Premier League history, 202 clean sheets. Um, He's got the most clean sheets in a single season, 24, and he's won the Golden Glove four times. And all whilst having a smashed in skull. Like, come (laughs) on.
1: Yeah, but who do you want in your team? Fair check. No, so I think this is, comes back to like football becoming more and more dependent on stats and most clean sheets. It's like, yeah, but how many, you know I don't think it's about clean sheets, I think it's about the impact you made. I think that the reason Man United won titles, he was a big big part of that reason why they were able to win titles, I think. Without him in goal, a lot falls down in front of him. Um
0: But think about as well the teams that he played in. Obviously, that 99 team at Man United were unbelievable. Chelsea's team were good, but they don't go into the argument of being unbelievable alongside like Man City last year and Man United in the 90s. So I'm thinking Schmeichel had a a better back line in front of him compared to Chelsea and Arsenal.
1: Peter Schmeichel was playing in a Man United team that was all about attacking football. So they're going to concede goals and he has to come up with big serves to keep him in the match. Petr Cech was in some pretty turgid 1-0 Chelsea teams that were pretty defensive-minded, even though they were very, very strong.
0: Well, you know what we do in this, uh, this situation? Brian, yeah. who are you picking?
2: Well, one of the things that stands out for me is that, yeah, I mean, you have to look at it, you know, appearances in a way, length of time, tenure, Schmeichel's tenure in the prem is much shorter, I think, at the end of the day, compared to Czech. Check does it across two teams, right? So, so Stu mentioned Chelsea, but also Arsenal in the later time frame of his career. Um, and I think the Man U teams were stacked a bit more so, uh, you know, when Schmeichel's in those teams than Chelsea and Arsenal for Czech. So, I, I just on. Maybe on longevity contribution to the Premier League in total, I might lean check on that one. Um, but obviously, I hear both points. So I
0: think if uh, if I'm listening correctly, uh, Jack, you've lost. Pet
1: checks in, number one. Yeah, I can't believe that. I thought that was an absolute banker.
0: All right, so then moving on, then I reckon we go uh, right back. My yeah, favorite position. So-
1: yeah, you were always playing right back over over there somewhere. Um, for me the best two right backs in the Premier League ever were both playing for northern manchester teams. It's either, it's either Gary Neville or Kyle Walker. That's the debate. And even the third best right back of all time might be Trent. Uh, no. I'm going I'm going Kyle Not Walker. A chance. I'm going Kyle Walker. Well, I I would have gone Gary Neville 12 months ago or you know 2 years ago. But now Kyle Walker's done the treble with Man City as well. He's been a big part of them winning leagues. He can do everything Neville did defensively, and I think he can do more going forward than he did. And his athleticism is just a massive plus as well. Imagine if Gary Neville had Kyle Walker's space. He's defended against some of the best players in the world. He shut Mbappe down when he played for England. Um, Vinicius Jr. Some really talented left-wingers, and he's given them nothing. So. Yeah, it's got to be Kyle Walker.
0: Alright. I I hear what you're saying. Um I've gone for a Chelsea right back. Um this guy won two leagues, won a Champions League. Loads of players would say he's composed, he's Mr. Consistent. He goes by the name of Dave, Cesar asba Laqueta. I'm just happy I got his name right as well.
2: Yeah, I was waiting on that. I was waiting on that. Um
0: the only thing I would say about about him is He was so consistent. He's the player that's going to give you a solid game every game. He's not going to wow you any game. He's not going to pop up like maybe Kyle Walker is. But I think it's taken Kyle Walker a long time to be the player he is now. I think you look at Kyle Walker as... I agree with you, Jack, that he is an unbelievable right back. But... He's really only come to fruition in maybe the last three or four years where I felt like Azpilicueta has done it over a longer period and more consistent.
1: No, I think Kyle Walker's hit his peak over the last three, four years, like you said, certainly since joining City, has turned up to a whole new level. But I think the peak and the level that he's hit now is higher than Azpilicueta has been ever in his career. Ever and I do like Azpilicueta I think he is an underrated player actually. When you think he was captain of the Chelsea team, I think that won the Champions League. I, I do think he's underrated as a player and as a captain, but I definitely don't think he's on the same level as Kyle Walker or Gary Neville. Um, I think I could have had the choice of either of those. Um, and again, I like Azpilicueta underrated player, underrated captain.
0: I just can't believe he didn't pick Steve Finnan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can't wait for these Steve Finham shirts to be printed, but um, yeah, Carl Walker all day.
0: All right, Brian, what? Uh, what's your thoughts?
2: I, I I have to agree with Jack on this one. Um, I, I'm not even sure you picked the best Chelsea right back of all time, so I'm not sure how he could be the best. Oh, I'm
0: interested. Who, who, who do we think?
2: I think that I think that sits with the uh, Brani uh, Ivanovic. I think on stats tenure i think you know decent teams gold. i think he was in there when they won the other time in uh forget the year i know they beat barca that year but um i i, I think ivanovich was even better than us and i but to jack's point i think walker's current sort of stature the peak he's got to his qualities i mean if you stack the two next to each other i I think he kind of blows Espelicueta away, even though for all his qualities, obviously he's a great player, Spanish. So I, you know, I, I, I'll give him a shot, but I, th- I think Walker's a bit better than either of those Chelsea guys at on their best day.
0: All right. So we're going to go with Walker at right back. I'm happy to give it up. I feel like I might have just lost that battle. Um, yeah, so Jack won one in the series. Um, I think we move on now to a left back. Yeah, left back. I've won uh, it. Don't don't
1: even start. I've won it. Well, Ashley I mean, Ashley Cole. I thought you were going to try and get Steve, Swin into, Steve Finn to Steve Finnan to switch sides and play left back. Then.
0: I'm going to train him on his left foot. Um, it has to be Ashley Cole. You can't even argue with this one.
1: Yeah, so I went I went Patrice Evra for the Northern team. Excellent player. The thing I liked about Patrice Everett too was, uh, I think him and Vidic came at the same time, and for the first season they struggled a little bit. And just having that kind of a uh, fight to push through that and then become a fantastic Premier League player, um, and you know up there with maybe Dennis Irwin would have been another good shout at left back. But as a Man United legend, um, and also seems like he has a great personality on TV and on his social media and stuff like that. Seems like a fun guy. I know you're all about the bus and getting the <laughs> bus to and from the game and having a good time on the bus. So everyone would be a good laugh on there. But this is like the one position where, as good as ever it was, I I'm happy to concede and uh, and put Ashley Cole there. I think it's very hard to argue against that.
0: Yeah, I think you look at Ashley Cole right. He was part of that invincibles team. He did it at Arsenal, transferred controversially to to Chelsea, and like I kind of remember it as any time Ashley Cole came up against Ronaldo, there was always that battle, right? And it was always like, well, no, Ashley Cole
1: never let Ronaldo get the better of him um i don't know about that i think we had some decent games against him i think he, i just think it was always a good battle there's always one you could like spotlight and go here's one off if not the best left back in the world against one off, if not the best attacking player in the world let's see what happens
0: but i think ashley cole has something that players or oh, fullbacks don't have at the moment he can defend and attack mm-hmm. a lot of fullbacks at the moment can only attack they're not very good
1: defenders I think that's fair. I think Ashley Cole was as good going forward as maybe any fullback in the league right now. Maybe I don't know, but certainly when it comes to defending and that one v one defensive ability, he uh, he was spot on. He's probably one of the best that's been. Yeah, Brian, I uh, I hope you're going to agree with me here.
2: Yeah, sounds like a no-brainer, and I th- I think yeah, he's almost like a prototype for what a lot of left backs are now, like Balde in Barcelona, what Jordi Alba was, but you know a lot of these guys, Marcelo, who could kind of, Marcelo wasn't a great defender, but I think that um, yeah, you're right, he, he could do both and and I think also, I don't think he ever thought Everett was the best at his position at the time, whereas for Cole, he probably thought that for a lot of the time that he was playing, right? Yeah. No, I think,
0: uh, I think Ashley Cole wins this one, and I think uh, if you're arguing differently, then you need to get, screw your head back on. Uh, maybe
1: an Arsenal fan might disagree.
0: Yeah, they're a little bit bitter that he left, right?
1: you got to be, right? But, I mean, they did the same with Campbell from Tottenham. They'd probably go for Gael Clichy, maybe.
2: <laughs>
0: Could be. Um, all right, so we've got Walker right back, uh, Ashley Cole left back. I think we do centre-backs as uh, two as a pair. So, uh, Jack, who are you going for centre-backs?
1: I've got the best centre-back pair in the Premier League's ever seen which is Rio Ferdinand and Nemanja Vidic. And if you as a Man United fan are going to argue against these two playing centre-back, then I don't think you're going to be allowed back in your little Man United fan club in the bar again.
0: Yeah, I wish the listeners could see my face right now. I've got my hands in my head because I don't know how I'm going to argue against this. But I'm going to stick to my London roots here. And for the good of the pod, um, I've gone with... A Chelsea player and an Arsenal player. John Terry and Tony Adams. Listen now, this is is my only argument. I think John Terry is one of the greatest centre-backs to have ever played in the Premier League. I don't think there's any argument against that. I think Tony Adams has that character, has that captain material. So if I was looking at a captain between Rio, John Terry, Vidic and Tony Adams, my captain would be tony adams he is mr arsenal like you you just saw the determination on his face um and i remember growing up watching him and i used to love watching tony adams play um but then yeah going back to to john terry five premier leagues pfa player of the year five times um uh, sorry in the world fifa 11 five times and he won the pfa in 2005 um yeah no i it's hard to Argue against Rio and Vidic, they could possibly be the best partnership that the Premier League has had. But I do think John Terry creeps in there.
1: So my 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 thing with Tony Adams is that I think if he played in the modern game, I think it would be a test in terms of the the speed and agility against some of the strikers in these days. I'm sure Arsenal fans would argue that he had the the brains and the defensive ability to up with it i'm not so sure real ferdinand he just the times it's made the game look so easy i think at one point ferguson was like it's so easy for him back there let's try and play him center mid and he didn't look lost there either for a few months and then he was like you know what let's just put him back at center back and let him win games for us by just completely killing the other team and their attacks so ferdinand right, is 100 percent in well
0: here's a question for you if you're fergie and it's the day before a big game, and what you have to have one of your players pull up with a, an injury. Would you rather Rio be injured or Fidic be injured? It's a tough one. Like, who would you rather play the game with?
1: Uh, I think I'd rather play. I'd rather keep Ferdinand. I think because of his speed and his brains and the way he read the game. Even if you put a weaker centre back next to him, he's able to cover them and and help them out the way he read the game and saw the game and his ability on the ball. But it's tough, because then on the other flip side, you know, Vidic can get you a goal or an assist by going up for set pieces, and he was a monster in the air.
0: So it's going to be my argument. I'm going to give, give a little, take a little. If we're going to say Rio Ferdinand, being English, you put John Terry inside it, that language barrier is, there's no barrier. It's connected.
1: Well, Rio and Vidic didn't seem to have a language barrier, did they? I'm just I'm just clutching at straws here, mate. I will I will say this, and this is probably an unpopular opinion. I actually think John Terry was a little bit overrated. Wow. Also missed the penalty, right? To gift Man United the Champions League. What a shame. So that's got to be a mark off. my still picked him. <laughs> now it adds up. You just wanted to make remind everyone about that win in the Champions League. Yeah, so that was,
0: I think, 2008 Chelsea fans when John Terry slipped on his arse and missed the penalty. Um but yeah, I still want him in my team. Uh, has a
1: history of not being a great teammate either, John Terry.
0: Yeah, about with uh, Wayne Bridges' wife, uh, a bit awkward there. Um, Brian, where, where's your thoughts here on uh, centre backs? Are we agreeing that Tony Adams is out? We'll yeah. have Tony Adams in fourth place.
2: I would agree with Tony Adams out. Um, so does it have to be? So it could be any of the any of the three. Just two out of the three. It doesn't have to be the tandem, right?
0: Yeah, two out of those three players. So Rio Vidic or John Terry. Who's your two?
2: Yeah, I think Rio's in um, for all his contributions um, and obviously his skill set. I, I think that and his punditry. He's a you know he's a good character <laughs> as well, right? And then uh, I personally would never want John Terry in my team. Oh um not not for his quality but you know the other the other bits i would say um his personality and so forth but I, I think that i mean the two of them played together in england for some time right they had to have paired you know and uh vidich maybe you know physically more more gifts there and obviously the tandem with rio was great but maybe just split the difference and say look two english guys in there if you were making a team they're playing together they both obviously stand on their own merits for a career so maybe you split it and say rio and and terry it's hard, is if you like terry or not it's hard to deny his contributions over almost like a one club man right i forget if he is this for his whole life but pretty yeah. close and uh I think I'd have
1: why did they learn somewhere early on yeah maybe yeah boy,
2: but maybe that's the compromise um if you take take the two of them even though a pairing of Vidic and ferdinand probably Perform slightly better because of their understanding together.
0: All right. So. Are you winning
1: this right now, Stu? 3 2 to you.
0: I'm just looking at this. Yeah. But you have to think as well. Like, you've got that back four is all English.
1: And yet, we ain't won nothing.
2: We shall see. Maybe maybe Um, we should
1: back off that. Yeah. Maybe we're getting
2: a little
1: little deep.
0: But yeah, I think now we step into midfield. um, I've gone for two central midfield players. I've gone for traditional four Um I've got just two centre midfield players. What about you, Jack?
1: Um, so with the... I could probably move... it. I've gone 4 3 but, I mean, it could be moved around a little bit. So, like, the players are so good, they can play anywhere.
0: All right, then. Well, I'm going to say my two central players. I think you say, if you want to say three central players, and we'll let Brian okay. determine whether it's going to be a three or a two. But, um, I've gone for two absolute juggernauts, Patrick Vieira. Don't even argue with that, and Frank Lampard.
1: All right, I've got better versions of both of those players. Oh, here
0: we go. Go on then.
1: So I've got a Patrick Vieira who won more. Roy Keane, and then I've got a a lamp. Well, I've got two players that were in the the old debate of Lampard, Gerrard, or skulls. I've got Gerard and Scholes. So I yep. guess really it comes down to two massive debates that all Premier League fans have. Who was the better, tough central midfielder, Keane or Vieira, in that battle that they had year after year? And the other question everyone argues is who's the best English centre midfielder out of Gerard, Scholes, and Lampard?
0: Well, here's my thing for you we're picking the best players, right? best players don't always win titles you look at harry kane at the moment harry kane's one of the best english strikers best strikers in the premier league he hasn't won a title so i and don't that's think
1: why can... he that's why he would not make this team that we're putting together
0: but i don't think you can compare players based on how many titles they won
1: i so think let's... winning i think winning winning and knowing how to win and being able to get your team to win and roy keane dragged his team to wins at times Thought
0: did Patrick Vieira kept a... his team
1: invincible? He didn't win as many league titles as Roy Keane. Didn't win a Champions League, I don't think. Didn't win as many cups.
0: But I don't think that winning is to be on end all.
1: Like, he didn't think... even
0: play in the '99 final. What's the point of the game? Yes, to win the games. But you look at like, and this is me now. I, being... w- I would
1: say this right: if if we were talking about players that didn't make a massive contribution to winning. I would agree with you, but we're talking about people who were at the for- who were like pushing their team towards a trophy and winning the trophy. Um, in the All same right, way, people but argue but against hurricanes The weak Harry Kane's weak point is that he's never won a trophy.
0: All right, let's just rewind here a second. You've picked Kyle Walker, who's only just of a sudden started winning things in the last three or four years. Gary Neville won more titles than him, and you didn't even mention him.
1: But Gareth Walker's still won things. He's still won a Champions League. He's still won leagues. He's still won cups.
0: Right. And so has Vieira. Vieira's won the Premier League. He's won the FA Cup. Albeit he hasn't won the Champions League.
1: See, well, there you go. He hasn't won the Champions League.
0: Yeah, well, Roy Keane wasn't in the team
1: that night. But he got his team there. He, I also just think, even if you take away the winning, I think Roy Keane's a better player than Vieira. Roy Keane, the problem with Roy Keane is people talk so much about the scrappy battling, the tackle on Harland, that kind of side to it, the way he was on the training ground, the way he was as a captain, they forget that actually, you know what? He was a very good soccer player, too, football player. He scored goals when they needed goals, not when it was 3 0 and they chipped him with a fourth. Like when the game was on the line, he came through and scored a goal. When they were hanging on, he was the person throwing his body in front of things, passing the ball. People don't talk about like his passing range and things like that because. They all want to talk about him smashing people in a big 50-50 tackle.
0: I'll tell you what, though. You might have slightly won this argument, but how good was that that situation, Roy Keane and Vieira in the tunnel at Highbury? Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, see, and... I'll see
1: you outside. I Well, outside. that sums it up too, right? What did Patrick Vieira do? He tried to pick on little Gary Neville, and then Roy Keane came in and said, like, hey, if you want to have a go at someone, come pick on me. Typical Vieira. That French attitude. Pick on the little guy. Roy Keane was having none of it.
0: Those darn French. Um. All right. So if we're saying
1: it's a midfield two, you uh, well that's the other thing I guess we got set. Are we going free? If we go free it... central midfielders, it lets us have a front three of attackers, and there's a lot of attackers to pick from.
0: Well, who was your choices in this in central midfield again? Roy
1: Keane, yeah, Steven said... Gerrard,
2: Paul Scholes. Okay. And but Stu only said two people, I believe
0: well yeah. i'm looking at i'm looking at frank lampard the most goals ever by a midfielder he's in put in strikers put all it, all the top strikers in there frank lampard is number 6 in the record of goals 177 goals 102 assists from a central midfield player frank lampard was the player that that late run into the box people still to this day are YouTubing in what it means to run late into the box I somewhat get your argument about Roy Keane over Patrick Vieira based on that winning, but Frank Lampard has to be in there. Has to be.
1: I, I, I will. Was... Uh, I'll. I'll extend this olive branch. Right. If there was a midfield free, if we were going to play 4-3-3, three, three, I would be happy going Roy Keane, Paul Skulls, and then Frank Lampard going in ahead of Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard, I think, was a good player. Um... Oh no doubt, he's a good player, but. That way, Roy Keane to me is a fantastic footballer and his leadership and his battling abilities are so good people forget how good of a footballer he was. Frank Lampard, when it comes to goal scoring, just generally, never mind as a midfielder, you make good points, his stats are just a joke. Um,
0: what stats Paul does Gerrard have?
1: And then Paul Skull slipping over. Uh, Paul Skulls. the thing with Paul Skulls is every time you seem to like, Hear about an interview with a player outside of the Premier League from like La Liga, Syria, you know, someone like a Zidane or whatever it is. Their first answer, the person they talk about is Paul Schultz, and how if he would have been playing in La Liga, he would have been hyped up so much more. The way that he was not used for England is always going to be a bit of a tragedy, um, and also the other thing too is we talked a lot about being able to win and win league titles. You know, fair play to Steven Gerrard. I think he dragged and inspired Liverpool to some European success, but the big one is Premier League, and he never did it.
0: So, if you're saying, right, so if we have to play as a midfield two, and you've said Gerrard, Scholes and Keane, who are you ditching out of those three? Gerrard. Okay, so now I think the argument comes between Keane's in, now it's an argument Scholes or Lampard.
1: So, we're sticking with two centre-mids.
0: So yeah, I see for me I think Vieira's still in there with a shout. That no team has done that invincibles season. He was the key to that. He was the catalyst.
1: Um I think Skulls and Lampard are both better foot. I think they both need to be in as well as keen ahead as some of the attacking players that might we might talk about. That's why I'm pushing for three central midfielders of Keane, Sculls and Lampard.
0: Yeah, no, I I see what you're trying to do here. Um, so I'm you... trying to help you out,
1: Stu. I'm feeling sorry for you. I'm trying to get Frank Lampard in the team for you and not um, just have Keane and skulls,
0: Mate, just as it happens in England, the Southerners are always holding up the Northerners, all right? So you don't need to look after us. We look after you. So calm down. Go eat a pie,
1: all right? But you, what you're saying is the Northerners are trying to be more friendly than the Southerners.
0: Our southerners we're friendly. You're
1: playing in the I've been on a train in London. Right. You're not friendly.
0: Yeah, at least we have trains. At least we're not taking horses <laughs> up up north. Um. So if we're going a midfield three, then all right, I'll I'll, I'll concede the three. Who is our three going to be, in your opinion?
1: Like I say, I'll con I'll I'll switch out Gerrard, and, and I'll give you I'll happily put Frank Lampard in there as someone who's won. A lot of silverware scored a ton of goals, so I'll put Lampard in there with Keenan's goals.
0: All right, so this is what I think we do. We go midfield three. My two picks are Vieira and Lampard. You've said your three picks. I think we let our guests decide. All right. Brian, we've picked five players. Only three of them can make it in a 4-3-3. Five for three, right? Five for three. So we've got Roy Keane, Patrick Vieira, Frank no. Lampard, Paul Scholes, and Steven Gerrard. We need three central midfield players out of those five. Who are you uh, Who are you on the leaning? in Stu, if, Stu
1: if, they, if you could pick a definite, which who would it be out of your two? Out of my two? Lampard. Okay, so then I'll say a definite for me is Roy Keane. So it's definitely Keane and Lampard. And then, Duffy, you have to pick between Gerrard, Scholes, or Vieira.
2: no no pressure yeah I mean Keane is a holding type if we're trying to actually make a team or
1: yeah but he's he's, he can just do everything he's box to box but he'll uh, be back in time to win the ball back for us as well we're we're there to score goals so let's not you know
2: we want entertaining soccer yeah right right we're not playing this Mourinho style so if Keane is in I mean Vieira's gotta be I think Vieira's out I think that's your choice. So Keane is in, right? Viera, I mean, that leaves out Vieira. Lampard is in, and now it's Skulls or Gerrard. That's a right? big debate. That is brutal. Wow. I think it becomes generational in in a way. Not that they're far off. I've obviously put eyes on Gerrard more than Skulls, but I know the reverence that other players, coaches, fans have for Skolls. Uh, I have this bit about me that thinks he and Gigs have a little bit of uh, for, for like an American analogy you have this compiler sort of stats thing where you know like a Cal Ripken who plays a million games um, in Major League Baseball and so has a lot of stats and there's always this argument about whether it's a compilation thing or is he really better than everyone. Uh, part of me from the outside feels a little bit like that about skulls. and then maybe if we talk about Gigs later but I can I can appreciate the reverence that players have for the style, like Xavi, to Zidane, people like that, who we would rate maybe on the latter end of that generation as the greats who look to him. And I think Gerard falls behind some of those guys a bit. So I think it's Skulls. And that if you if you look at it that way. So Keane, Skulls
1: Lampard, is that right?
0: Yeah, what a trio that is, to be fair.
1: Well, again. We're picking oh, British players. or Are we just oh, biased towards British players? Or oh, British. did the England manager really just mess this up massively? I mean,
0: we're, me and you aren't biased. We're picking these players. But ultimately, Brian has the hat on that is the head coach. Brian's in charge of his team. Brian's given a team tour before the first game. So,
2: To well, be no, fair, no. you guys picked Ke- – I would have gone Vieira. But – you, oh. you settled on keen. You settled on Keen, so that's uh, nah, okay. We can it's cut okay that
0: part. You... We're cutting that part out of the podcast. Let's rewind. I reckon. I reckon I've won that. There, Vieira is going in. Why that would sense. you? Go, why would you go Vieira over Keen, Brown?
1: Still, still, I am going to record just clip this section. By the way, of you arguing for Patrick Vieira over Roy keen
0: <laughs> But no, honestly, Brian, why would you go Vieira over Keane if, if it was your choice?
2: Uh, I just think, well, I was more thinking about making the team, him sitting in behind these guys and uh, leadership, et cetera. I know Keane has leadership, but it's a different style, I think. And, uh, you know, I I don't, I'm not leaning into the Keane banging people over the head narrative. um, But, you know, I don't know, at the end of the day, from a stats perspective, he's not all that impressive for the time that he played. And uh, you'd have to be really leaning into just his culture and leadership. But I think Vieira brings that as well and, you know, with the success he had and and sort of carrying, I think, a lesser team maybe, but but you guys would know a little bit more than me on that. So that was just my leaning, but I can hear the arguments for sure.
0: Well, as our guest, I think you have uh, final say, so if that's anything to go by, it's Keane, Lampard and skulls. Uh, sorry, Vieira, Lampard and skulls.
2: No, I don't want to switch it out. I think you guys agreed on Keen. I think that's a reasonable take. I just was uh, just putting that out there. Hey, yeah, the
1: so moving on to the attacking three, Stu, uh, with <laughs> Keane, Skulls, Lampard. I'll let you have Lampard. Be nice, to you. Yeah. Uh, front front three. Do you want to go to wide players first? Yeah, let's start with the wide players. It's hard for me because these what these players could play wide or central, and oh. I've and I've left out right now some unbelievable players. But I think, gone... I think you
0: have a lot of talent in this area. To be fair.
1: Yeah, I've gone... one of my wide players is Ronaldo. Is he a cert?
0: I don't know. I know Brian's a Messi fan, so maybe not. It's
2: not a certainty for me, but I, I'll hear the arguments.
0: All right. So Jack, you've got Ronaldo on one side. Who's on your other side?
1: Um, this is tough because it's it's almost a little bit. I have to get. I have to get this guy in the team because of of his not only his goal scoring record, but I think out of every player to have played the Premier League, when it comes to just standout, unbelievable goals, this is the guy who who hits them, as well as scoring tons and tons of other goals as well. Um, So I've actually put out on the right, Wayne Rooney. You put Wayne Rooney out on the right? Well, Wayne, I tell you who's in the middle.
0: And you put Ronaldo on the left? Yeah. See, so I would switch them. I would have Rooney on the left, Ronaldo on the right.
1: Well, I'm flexible, so I are. So they can switch over, they're gonna flip-flop, they're gonna make different runs. Don't worry about that. Good players are stuck in one position.
0: All right, well, my my two wingers
1: are... Let's just be honest, Like right? When you think about Rooney, think about the goals he scored. That first goal he scored against Patrick Vieira's Arsenal, who's so good but couldn't stop a 17 or 16 year old wherever he was when Rooney whipping one in the top corner, got More nowhere on. near him. By the way, the other player that I could have put in the team, Ryan Giggs. Remember when Patrick Vieira passed the ball to him, even though he wasn't on his team. We're NFL on the we're time? on the wingers.
0: We're on the wingers now. Come on,
1: Ryan Giggs was a winger, and then he dribbled past Patrick Vieira's team and banged it in the top of the net, to put him through to the final. Yeah, how have you not and got Patrick his Vieira team? out? Because that's how good my team is. All right. Well, and let's... also for the same reason as John Terry, but
0: oh, always with Northerners just talking and talking and talking. <laughs> let 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 us
1: speak. We speak proper English. I'm. I'm saying why Rooney's in the team. That goal is scored for Everton, that volley against Newcastle, that overhead kick against Man City, Manchester Derby, winning goal at in, in the end of the match. Those three goals are up there with the three most iconic Premier League goals, maybe in the top four if you put Aguero's in there as well. Hmm. And they're all three out of the top four most iconic goals in the league, all scored by the same person. And I think he's up there, was he like third or something like that? top five top goal scorers in the league ever. As someone who wasn't known as an out-and-out goal scorer, who was a playmaker and a workforce and an engine as much as a goal scorer as well. All right, well, now you've finished
0: talking, uh, now it's my chance to say the wingers. um, I've gone with Eden Hazard and Gareth Bale.
1: So I've won that one, then I.
0: How? Eden Hazard was silky with a ball. For a year or two. Football Writers Award, PFA Award, 16, 17 FIFA Team of the Year. Yeah, what a player Hazard was, and he did it for not just one year. He did it for a fair few years. How he many was... years? Fair few. Um, how many is that? Fair few. Um, and Garrett... can... a Fair few like years.
2: For me, yeah. What's the... is that? Is that like uh, a fortnight? Like what is how? How many days is that? How many years?
0: A fair few. He was. He was.
1: Guess, both two, both three years. of those players might might have reached the heights of... No, they didn't. Neither of them even reached the heights of Rooney or Ronaldo. And even at their best, they only were up at their best for a couple of years. Gareth Bale. A couple of years, and then went to Madrid. He was yeah. a left-back half the time he was in the Premier League. And look how good he was as a left-back. Yeah, but he, should have put, he couldn't get in because of Ashley Cole.
0: Exactly. Can you imagine him and Ashley Cole on the left-hand side? Pure
1: pace. Almost as good as having Ronaldo or Giggs up there.
0: All right, so we've got Ronaldo, Rooney, Bale, and Hazard. Brian, you've got a right and a left wing. Who's your choice?
1: This is a no-brainer. No-brainer
2: for Rooney. Rooney is the no-brainer for me. Ronaldo wasn't until Steve mentioned his two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, Ro- I mean, Rooney, yeah, Rooney, just a total icon. I, you know, obviously, being for, as an outsider, he's just the icon, I think for the the growth of the prem and the crossover uh the guy that you know if you were on the street here people would say you know who name me a player that you know and he plays in english football and they would say uh wayne rooney right so i just think the 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 idolatry the sort of the iconic figure i think is is rooney but also on his merits and his stats and did it for a long time so i think he's in no-brainer i think the same issue for all three of those other people is uh is just tenure and it's kind of an interesting conversation and a a point to be made just about some people who come in and make a splash um over a short period of time fernando torres or suarez or something but then move on it's a question of you know are you measuring them based on what actual contributions they made to the prem or is it um you know what they could have been if they'd stayed longer and i think all three of these guys are somewhat short term but um I think, I I think Bales out just because of that short term nature. I know he had I don't know did he win Player of the Year twice? Maybe. Um, yeah, no, I
0: think he won the young the young uh, PFA one so.
2: One. so, but but he did move on, and then, I, I guess it's that question of whether you are talking about what that contribution is to the league, or just you know as a total
1: career. Um, my, my last that, point of Ronaldo would be this: Ronaldo won the Ballon d'Or whilst playing at Man United, right? Uh yes, that's all. That, that's your argument, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, if you're measuring on peak too, right?
2: What peak did they reach while they were playing in the league? And yeah, comparing to Hazard or Bale, I think Ronaldo outpaces them. Even though I, I lean Hazard over Bale actually, um, but I think Ronaldo is slightly better. Ha- having said, I think there are other people that should be in that conversation. That I don't think we're mentioned. I mean, I don't know. No one's mentioned Salah. No one's mentioned. Uh, Sadio Mane actually crazy stats, I think, for the time frame he was in. Um, and uh, if you're just talking about winger types, um, actually probably more statistical impact than some of those guys. Um, so I don't know if you want to consider yeah. him, or that's not
1: even a discussion. But um... Salah, Salah was in my team briefly when I was tra- looking at 4-4-2 and making like a right midfielder. Yeah. Before I could get other people in, but... Um... This is so much. There's so many good players. I mean, leaving, leaving Ryan Giggs out, leaving someone like Eric Cantona out, Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Yeah, it's not easy.
0: All yeah. right. So I think
1: I actually think you could have come up with some better ones from this, the southern clubs too. Like who? Would would you put Rob? Well, because, because, now, you've messed up. Because I I know who you think you're going to put in at striker, and he ain't going to get in.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, maybe we have a little bit of a backtrack. So, all right, let's say for right now, Ronaldo and Rooney are uh, two wingers. If I'm going to move on to the striker, I had obviously two strikers in Thierry Henry and Harry Kane. So maybe, and I see where you're going here, maybe Thierry Henry slots into a winger role.
1: Yeah, because uh, for, for strikers from the northern teams i have the best two options i have the person who's got the most premier league goals ever then i have the the person who i don't think will be around long enough to beat the record but is probably well is the best already i think the best premier league goal scorer there is so ever? one has yeah so one has the record one is the best at it but i think will move to a different league before he has time to beat the record Hoiland at Man United? (laughs) No. Uh, So I had the choice between Haaland and Shearer um, just because of the record. I've gone Alan Shearer.
0: All right. So I'm going to put an argument towards you and and also to you, Brian. If Ronaldo and Rooney are the two wingers, if we can take one of those out to slot Thierry Henry in there, because Thierry Henry has to be in the team. Has Mm. to be in the team. We have to fit him in there somewhere. So... Ronaldo Rooney Henri Shearer What are we doing? Oh hang yeah. on a minute, because I because
1: this is Brian's here to be not be biased. But then as a Barcelona fan, you're asking him to pick between Henri and Ronaldo. Hey,
0: Northerner, pipe down, let him decide.
2: No, so I I have the ability to be very objective. Um despite that no I I I think Henri has to be in so I was waiting to see where he was going to slot in I also think if you're if you're making the team and you had to think of Thierry Henry and how he's going to get a goal right I think he's coming in from the left slotting it in right and uh I think that gives the balance and I just think he did it for longer again more of an icon more of a contribution to the league over time obviously Ronaldo is a massive massive star and you know, up there amongst the greats, and and maybe Henri gets left out in the greats, greats, greats of all time. You know, in the top five or something like that. But if you're put, if you're talking about the league and you're talking about his role in that, I think putting it on the left, coming in from the left, is probably the best move. And then leaving it to to Shearer up top.
0: All right. So are we saying Ronaldo and Henri, or Rooney on or, or Henri?
2: I say Rooney and Henri, and then
1: Shearer in the nine.
0: Okay, Rooney, Andre, and Sheer. Wow, what, what a front three that is. That's getting you some some goal. And that'll be exciting to watch as well.
1: Yeah, I mean the only other option would be to go 4-4-2 and drop a centre mid. So you could have Shearer and Rooney up front and Henri and Ronaldo on the wings with two no, I don't
0: I don't think they've got the discipline to be a traditional, like, wide midfield player.
1: Yeah, but if the other team scores four, we'll score five. True. I think we'll do it anyway. That, I think that. <laughs> It's so It just seems ridiculous to leave Ronaldo out of the team. This is a guy who won the Ballon d'Or playing for Man United, Did he score like over 50 goals one season?
0: Yeah, but I also think his last spell at United kind of put a bit of a black shadow
1: on him. Yes, but he still scored a bunch of goals.
0: Yeah, true. Um, who would you rather have in your team, Ronaldo or Rooney? That's a tough question, right?
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: But I think in terms of versatility, maybe playing in different positions, different situations in a game, you're going Rooney over Ronaldo.
1: Yeah, I think that that is where the English bias comes in because only one of those players is in, has ever been in contention for who's the best player in the world. Yeah. And not just for one year, but for year after year, Ronaldo and Messi were the best two players in the world.
0: Yeah, but I go back to the bus. Who are you having a pint with after the game? You're having it with Rooney. Ronaldo's not. He's doing some sit-ups and push-ups back home. all right?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: So, all right. So, to wrap that up, then, I reckon Rooney, Henri, and Shearer. That is one hell of a team, but... I can't believe Ronaldo's not in the team. I know. But I (laughs) think the, the big question is, if there was to be a north versus south, who's winning?
1: I think in terms of not just the starting 11, but depth as well, the north win.
0: Yeah. Um, people like
1: def- people think about people that are not in my team. Eric Cantona, Xavier Alonso, Kevin yep. De Bruyne. We're not talking Lewis, about the depth, we're talking Lewis about the 11. Harris. Yeah, but that's how good the 11 is that these people can't get in the team. Parland. Well, I think uh... I think we might actually be
0: seeing this soon yeah. because uh, the Chelsea owner, Todd Bowley, I think he wants this to happen, right? Of a North versus South kind of copying the the MLS All-Star game. Uh, Brian, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on if The All-Star game in the MLS would translate to Europe.
2: Yeah, well, the, so they do it in a lot of the sports in, in the US. but interestingly, the MLS one is a bit odd because often they take stars right and then they play a european team. They might play Chelsea. You know, I may take the whole of the league and the best players and then put them up against Chelsea preseason team or something. Right. Um so yeah, it's an interesting idea. And, and it's done in basketball and hockey and hockey sometimes will do US versus Canada or US versus the world and they'll do some of that in basketball for the young stars. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows in the in the Premier League, how do they do it? How do they split it? Who's in what camp? You know, I mean, it's probably balanced. You're definitely getting a good chunk of quality teams in the north and in the south So it would probably be a good setup. And one of the things when I was doing a bit of research for this, I realized that one thing that's really unique about English football, I would say, relative to, let's say, an American sport is when you're looking to the best players and trying to figure out who's in the mix, you're almost looking at Either in the north or the south, you're looking at three teams, and you know that the cream's going to kind of rise to the top there and end up in one of those three or four teams. So you're not fishing around, you know. Whereas I think in the U.S., other players, um, great players, might be in small market teams or or elsewhere throughout a lot of their career, and it's not necessarily a logical funnel to the to the best teams. But I don't know, a north, of east, south could could work because I think there's decent balance.
0: Yeah, who knows? We may we may be seeing that soon as uh, as the game continues to grow. Um, so, yeah, no, I think this has been, uh, I found it very fun looking at North versus South. Um, Brian, I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Um, and it's been a pleasure having you on as well. Um, I think we should also give a, a little shout out as well to to Noah. I'm sure he's got his own team probably uh, that he has in mind. So it'll be interesting to see what his thoughts are.
2: Oh yeah, well yeah. I, I haven't told him I'm doing this, so we'll see when he listens to it.
0: There we go. Um but yeah, Jack, I think we've come up with a, a strong team there that would definitely probably win the Premier League. Um but I've got a I've got a question for you. I need to know these thirteen players. Um I've been kind of having one eye on who these players might be that have won the title abroad.
1: You wanna tell me your answers?
0: Yeah, so when I first understood the question, I thought these players hadn't won anything in England. So that was kind of my guess towards that. Um, you tell me if I'm wrong in any of these. I've gone for Glenn Hoddle. Is that one?
1: That's one. Can you tell me the team and year?
0: Uh, I can't tell you the year, no. Um, I'll move
1: oh, on. That was Monica, 88.
0: Okay. Gary Lineker. No. Barcelona. He never won. He never won the league with Barcelona.
1: Unless I've got it wrong, no.
0: Oh, I want. I want to check on that yeah, uh, before <laughs>
1: Gaza. Yeah. No, didn't win it with Lazio, No.
0: Oh, I've had an absolute merry. Um, Tamori.
1: Yep. A C Milan.
0: Steve 20, 20. McManaman.
1: Yep, yeah, Steve McManaman with Madrid, two thousand and one and three.
0: Uh, another Madrid player, Gareth Bale.
1: Uh, he's not English, too. Yeah. He's not, is he? He's Welsh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute fool I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to need more time on this. I might have to put this one up on social media of other players. And, yeah, listeners, please uh, feel free to comment who you think these 13 players are. Can we do it on the list?
2: i got one or two.
0: I reckon I reckon Jack... Yeah, Brian, who, who
2: do you think? Uh, so, Beck's, right? In Madrid? Yeah. In
1: the... David Beckham. So, Madrid, yeah, I, I didn't feel like to
0: David Beckham because I understood the question of they haven't won anything back home, So, I kind of made it harder for myself.
1: Yeah, no one said that, Stu. You just made that up.
0: All right. Owen Hargreaves. Correct. Rude Van Nistelrooy.
1: He's not English, Stu. He's not, is he? Oh my! It's a late night. Lost right. his head. He's lost his head. Do you want me to go through the answers? Trippier. Yeah, go through them. All right. So earliest one, the man who holds the English goal scoring record, yeah. Jimmy Greaves, AC Milan had a brief period there, but played enough games to get a winners medal. By the time he got his winners medal, he was already back in England. Back in the war. Uh, Jerry Hitchens into Milan sixty three. Kevin Keegan Hamburg seventy nine. Uh, Mark Hartley was also at Monaco in '88. Chris Waddle, I thought you might have got him in Marseille in 1990, 1991, 1992, won it three years on the trot at Marseille, Chris Waddle, Uh, Trevor Stephen was also at Marseille in 1992, Steve McManaman, you said, 2001, 2003, Owen Hargreaves, like you said, with Bayern Munich, David Beckham with Madrid, I did think you were going to get this one, Ashley Young with Inter Milan, 2021. And like you said, Mori. And then the other one back in 80, uh, this player isn't spoken about a lot. Laurie Cunningham won it with Madrid in 1980. Laurie Cunningham was only the second black player to play for England. And the last player that in an El Clasico, Madrid v. Barcelona, at the new camp at Barcelona's ground, playing for Madrid, the last player ever playing for Madrid who got a standing ovation but from the Barcelona fans. So he was so good that the, the, the you know in a heated rival match, the Barcelona fans stood up and gave him a standing ovation and uh, he won the league that year.
0: Well, that was a bloody tough question. And I think uh, if you're going to give another question next time, you definitely have to be a little bit more clear. I'm definitely claiming uh, that wasn't very clear, but whatever. But in English players to win the league overseas. True. Maybe maybe you just worded it wrong to me, or maybe
1: I've just lost my head today. Um, I think all this arguing that Patrick Vieira was a better player than Roy Keane has made your mind blow up. I'll tell you what, though. There
0: is not one listener out there that has got all 13.
1: If they have, they win a Pitside Perspective podcast hoodie. So.
0: That is on order. That will be available soon. Um, but yeah, with that being said, Brian, really appreciate you coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. Um,
2: Until next time,
0: uh, we bid you a farewell.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was fun. I've listened to everyone so far, so uh, I'm happy to be part of it.